Morning, everyone. It's my turn. Is that right? So, um, here I am. And uh, so, uh, just to give you a heads up, I'm going to be talking about the cross, the power of the cross, and we're going to practice very briefly encouraging our neighbours. So where you're sitting, we're going to turn to them and say a few things. It's not, nothing to worry about. But we're going to practice. It's just with a smile and with a few kind words. So I was given the title, The Invasion of the Cross, which is what uh, Paul is writing about in, in, this, in his letter to the Corinthians. So the context of Paul writing to the church in Corinth I think we might call it one of, those, um, one of those times where you know when you've got something not very nice to tell someone, but you've got to give them at least ten points of really kind things before you actually tell them what's what. So I think Paul is sort of doing that. And um, I'm just going to read it as well. I, I, um, I'm just going to read the bits that Imogen didn't read. So Paul, called, an, called as an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will and our brother Sosthenes, to God's church at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus and called as saints, and with all those in every place who call on the name of Jesus Christ our Lord, theirs and ours, grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I always thank my God for you because of God's grace given to you in Jesus Christ. Just by him you were made rich in everything, in all speaking and in all knowledge, as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you do not lack any spiritual gifts as you eagerly await for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also confirm you to the end, blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into fellowship with his son Jesus Christ our Lord. Now I urge you brothers and sisters in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that you all say the same thing. That there will be no divisions among you and that you be united with the same understanding and same conviction. But And he goes on to say. So the context of that is, here we are in the early church, we're 2,000 years later, it's just the same for us. We are brothers and sisters in Christ, sharing the love of Christ. And we do it really well. But we've got to watch out. The main thing here is the Gospel. Paul goes on to say, it's the gospel. It's the, it's the preaching of the gospel. Here we go. For to those who are perishing, the message of the cross is foolishness. But to us who are being saved, it is God's power. And he quotes Isaiah. I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and set aside the understanding of the experts. Now, the last time I spoke, I spoke here, you clapped me off with an applause, full of love and kindness. I don't know if you remember that. I was talking about Jesus' answer when he was asked, what is the greatest command? 
And, and he told the people to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind and to love yourself as you love your neighbour. So today I'm definitely going to hold it together with your prayers and, and support. But you know, I'm looking forward to the day when we applaud new believers up here. Standing here, new brothers and new sisters in the Lord who've come from our community, who come to see this, this place of, of love, of God's faithful, faithful servants. Jesus says in John 13, verse 34, see how they love one another. By this, all the people will know that you are my disciples. Let's pray for that day when, well, I'm sure people do see it, that tangible love that we have here as, our, as a community how we love one another. And this is, how it's going, this is how it's going to happen. Through God's grace, we are called to be his disciples, all of us, through his suffering, his might, his touch, our faith and changed lives, our lives of sacrifice, our humility, our renewed hearts, our serving, our listening, our praying, our knowing that our, our Father in our lives the invasion of the cross in our lives. Do we carry our cross daily? Do we pray for this? Of course, though, it's through his grace that we are saved. So Paul goes on to tell the Greeks, the Corinthians, the Greek Corinthians, who want to hear something wise. Because you remember, in those days, uh, Athens was full of wise people uh, discussing, discussing life. And um, steeped in wisdom, sophos means wisdom, Sophie, any, any Sophies here? Your name is wisdom. The Jews wanted signs, so there was a diaspora, even then, of Jews spread around. They wanted a sign, they wanted a sign, they, they, they knew their scripture, they knew their Torah. They were looking for the sign of Christ. But Paul says, mm-mm. It's the foolishness of the cross which saves us. I destroy the wisdom of the wise and set aside the understanding of the experts. Two weekends ago, I was supporting my, um, my LW, my Leeward family, at a memorial service in Hungary for, sadly, a 19-year-old kind of junior cousin of mine who was killed in a car crash in August. It was terrible and sad, tragic. But we have to face these things. The family were very brave and they wore their hearts on their sleeves after the service, which wasn't the first one. They'd had already a big um, uh, Roman Catholic mass type of service before in, in August. This was a memorial service. There was a party and the party was held in the boys' favourite nightclub um, to in we went uh, you have to go through the I don't know who's been to a nightclub recently but um, there were these plastic kind of curtains that you had to part, a bit like going into the freezer place in Booker's you have to, uh, have to part the, uh, you know, the, the ways in you go and you get all these tables and raised areas and um, you know and I, I, I did my, my bit, here I am from England and supporting my, my family um, I chatted and shared what I thought was my hope, my faith in Jesus. But I, I had, um, as I'm sure all of us would do, 
But I had three notable responses. Firstly, one um, uh, Spaniard told me, oh yes, that's very good, but I'm an atheist. And I kind of went through some of my atheist comments, but I'm an atheist. Okay. Um, another chap, I was, I was excited to tell him that I really enjoyed reading the Bible. And the Bible gave me lots of courage and hope and... Um, you know, I found Jesus that way, and 30 years ago I'd been born again. And he responded, oh, that's, that's very nice, that's good, but I'd rather follow what my priest tells me to do. And I said, oh, okay then. <laughs> but the Bible is there, you can read it in your language. No, I'll, I'll do what my priest tells me to do. And at least he has a priest, I thought. <laughs> um, I felt rather... And then one more said... Um, uh, he said to me, um, yet another said, oh, are you a left footer? And, um, and I kind of knew what he meant, but I sort of also thought he meant that I was t- talking about the hungry England football game that had just been on the, on, on, on the television. So, <laughs> so anyway, I felt slightly defeated at the point. Excuses came up in my head and slight question marks. Of, I was doing my best, supporting my uncle and cousins, but... You know, all I was doing was sharing my hope. You know, you never know what seeds you might sow. You sow sow in hope for his glory. And you know, it probably did sound foolish to these um, people, but, you know, who cares? But you have to believe that God has put you in that place um, to, to be his hands and feet. You know, we're called to be salt and light wherever we go, wherever we go. Now, here comes the, uh, the, the British embarrassment bit. But if I can do it, you can do it. Come on. We're going to encourage each other just with a smile, firstly. So for 30 seconds, you're just going to smile, or less. Don't worry. <laughs> just turn and smile and maybe wave and say, how are you? That's all I want you to do. Great. Okay, good, thanks. That's good. Then you can stop that ditch. You're safe now. You've done it. Done it. Well done. Thank you. Thank you. So that's all right, isn't it? You can do that in the butcher's queue, in Morrison's queue. You can do that with the checkout lady, man at, at Morrison's, or waitress if you go into town, or wherever you shop, Lidl's, Booker's. Um, hello, how are you? Just smile. How are you? Okay? Then you might have a question. Um, like what's going in in your life what's going on in your life or uh, um, or, or if you're um, something else might happen might inquire in your mind your mind might something in your, the spirit in your head might say how about this can you ask them this question um, anyway we're now going to give it a go but tell your neighbour how much God loves them now to do that you can either just say you smile and say, just, God loves you. That's all. That's all. Can you just say that? Smile and God loves you. That, that's good. Now, how did that feel? Now, is that all right? Is that okay? Is that okay? Is that okay? Now, whether you do that in Morrison's or in Booker's or in, the, in, in SO down the road, you know, that's really up to you and how you, how you feel. There's no wrong way, right way. 
But it, it doesn't really matter because you never know that person receiving your word might think, wow, thanks. You know, A, that person's smiling at me. B, that's a kind word. You know, no one's asked me a question all day. And, um, you know, it's quite easy, really. It's quite easy, really. Jesus wants healing for us and wholeness. Um, remember, though, that the message of the cross is foolishness. Foolishness to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it's God's power. Um, another thing happened to me recently. Upon my arrival after this trip a couple of weekends ago, I somehow got the virus, probably on the aeroplane. Don't worry, I am now out of isolation. Um, and I am wearing my mask. Um, but it wasn't very nice. So I read the Bible, I read the history of the trade route from China through to Constantinople called the Silk Roads. Um, and it talked of the message of Christ permeating not this way to the west, but to the east, to the steppes of Eurasia, through Persia, into India. At one stage in the 500s, 500 years after Jesus was, uh, uh, died and rose again, there were more bishops in what's now Afghanistan than there are in the whole of um, than there were in the whole of Gaul. Imagine that today, all that, all those the Christian roots in the east, in a place called Herat, Herat in, in 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 Iran, in Afghan, and, and in the Uzbek area, all that area. A lot of it there was Christian enclaves. Amazing. This is before the rise of Islam, of course. I listened to podcasts, uh, one particularly by Simon Gilbo, who I think has spoken here of notable Christians um, today who are ploughing on for the kingdom. I like watching an evangelist called Ray Comfort, who lives in America, in, and um, he's just brilliant at going up to people and saying hello, and just engaging with their lives, and engaging um, with uh, where they are. And he does something called the good person test. And um, by God's standards, of course, as Christians, none of us are good people. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. Um, and he gets people to a point where they, they admit that they're a liar, um, a thief, etc. He does it all in love, and it's a beautiful way of... Um, and then he says, you know what? If you were the judge, would you, are they innocent or guilty? And he goes on, and then, then you have to have Jesus who, who saves you, because Jesus paid the price for our, our sin. So I really recommend you look up Ray Comfort. Okay, last page. Okay, I'm learning. There are disappointments and, tri- and trials. Things don't go the way you want. You get ill. You know, again, another sad thing. Uh, six weeks ago, at least, uh, a dear friend, um, or someone I really knew really quite well, and actually two people here knew, uh, he died from COVID, um, an absolute tragedy. But, you know, he believed in Jesus. Um, he turned to his ways many, many years ago, and he led a beautiful life serving others. Yet to many, he was a fool for Christ. He really was a fool. Yet the foolishness of the cross had invaded his life. And he, his, his memory lives on. 
So I think my message today is be encouraged. Keep on. Keep reading the word. Join a Bible study. Join a group, uh, St. Saviour's. Join a life group. Join an access group. Stay in the word. Do what it takes to walk with one one another and share your burdens with them. If now the time's to turn from your past, turn. Change. Turn to the light. Turn to the cross. So the word invade, the invasion of the cross, comes from the Latin, in and vado, which means literally, I go into. So the phrase quo vadis, which I don't know why I'm thinking quo vadis, Uh, I think it's because of the book I'm reading, the Romans. Quo vadis means, where do you go? If you ask your neighbour, quo vadis, what would their answer be? Where are they going? You might answer, if you knew your Latin, ad crucem, which means to the cross. Ad crucem. Foolishness to the perishing, but God's strength to us being saved. It's at the cross that we all kneel. All things seen and unseen, powers and principalities, will be ultimately crushed. Death is crushed. In Genesis, the Lord God said to the serpent, he will crush your head, but you will strike his heel. Lastly, today of all, all days, people walk around mocking the dead, reliving what it is to be dead, perhaps a skeleton, a corpse, a ghoulish costume. Fun for some, but taken lightly perhaps. The idea of the living dead. But for me, there is enough death, illness, injury, hardship, disease. We preach the good news of a risen Christ who beat death, whose promise is eternal life in a renewed earth. Arise, O sleeper, rise up from the dead, and the Messiah will shine on you.